Um, we definitely think it's important to save your 401k, but we like you guys to have an emergency fund available to where um, you're not losing sleep overnight to where you have to pay a bill next month. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and join with me today in our uh, second part of our two-part series, so our last part, Dan Oakleaf. Welcome, Dan. Welcome back to the show. I know it's been a while, so I'm glad to have you back on. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yep. So uh, going on top of what uh, Colleen and I discussed in, in terms of you know, new year, new you type planning concepts. So, you know, we uncovered why people decide that that the beginning of the year or new year is always a good idea to start planning kind of new year's resolution type stuff. And so today Dan's going to take his own slant into it and talk about um, some of those items that that uh, Colleen did not cover and some things that his clients bring to his attention. So, um, you know, Dan, with you being, uh, you know, younger, I say younger because he's younger than me, speak to me personally real quick in terms of your, your planning throughout the beginning of the year. So is it always a good time for you to start planning or, you know, um, what, what kind of goes through your mind um, during the beginning of the year? Yeah, so beginning of the year, I always look at the prior year. Um, see what I did, see what I saved, um, the goals that I wrote down um, at the start of the year as opposed to how they played out, meaning did I meet my goals, did I not meet my goals, what would I change, all that, um, before I sit down and kind of plan for the um, current year that I'm in. So it's very important to me to look back just to see what I did and what I didn't do um, and what I could possibly get better at. And Colleen uh, uncovered in the in the last episode about having a written plan. So is that something you do, kind of have a written plan? What, I mean, not physically, it doesn't have be written down on pen and paper but is that something that you do on, on computer or something you have in front of you constantly yeah for sure i like something that i can uh go back and look at whenever i want to um just to get progress get an update because if you don't write it down um it's not going to be on your site uh, in your mind um mm -hmm. see if you're hitting all your goals or everything you plan on doing or not so yeah. it makes it a lot easier and, and last question on that note so you know i was talking to colleen about the the changing of plans how often does yours change i know mine mine uh, uh probably changes with the week but how often does yours all the time that's what makes it fun i mean at, at throughout the year Life's going to change, so um, in, in good and bad, um, sometimes you're throwing good curveballs, sometimes not. So you got to be able to adapt to anything that comes your way throughout the year. So Awesome. So let's get into it, man. Let's um, talk about 2022 common concerns, planning topics that you get faced with or, or hit with from clients, prospective clients, friends, family, whoever. Um, so to start things off, it, it, where's the, the main pain point or main question that you almost always get from someone uh, when it comes to you know planning in the beginning of the year and, and, and planning for that, that future year? Yeah. So um, when people come in, a lot of people want to save. Um, they just don't know where to start. So we kind of give them building blocks um, on where to start from a savings standpoint. And what we say the number one thing um, we'd like to do right off the bat is kind of figure out what the budget is. Now, it doesn't have to be a complex budget, uh, more so just finding out, okay, what do you make and how much do you spend? Um, then we get to get a gauge on um, what you can really start saving. Um, where we start from there is, is kind of checking your emergency fund. So common knowledge is, is we like to see anywhere between three to nine months 
of savings, meaning if something were to happen in the household um, and it's a quick expense that you guys were able to pay out of that for your quote unquote rainy day fund. So we like to establish that right off the bat um, to make it a nice little cushion for you um, in savings. So let's kind of unpack those uh, here for a second. So, you know, first step is, is how to save. So is that something that people are intimidated with? Um, you know, they don't know where is that typically why they don't develop a plan or, or start that, that process? Yeah, so um, that's true. Um, a lot of people don't want to look at a budget either because um, a lot of times they just know money's going out, but they don't necessarily know where it's going. So um, if you can get your budget intact, um, it's never fun, but it's definitely necessary for finding out the ways to um, boost up your savings throughout the year. So, And it's something where, too, like it's only as good as how honest you are mm-hmm. when it comes to the budgeting. It's, it's almost like a uh, slap a punch right in the face to say, oh man, I'm really actually spending money here or there. And when someone tells us, you know, in the planning process, I want to spend $2,000 a month or four, I spend $4,000 a month, whatever it is, we kind of have to go off of that. We're not right. checking credit card statements. So really we can only help those that are being truthful and honest in terms of their budget and what they're actually really spending. We don't care at the end of the day. It doesn't matter to us, but um, you know, do, do you find that that clients tend to hold that back a little bit or are they pretty truthful and forthcoming with that after a while? Yeah. After a while, they become more truthful because they always figure out that um, in the long run, it's only going to help you more because yeah. if you really figure out what your budget is, um, that means the more savings for you. So where when you want to take it out, or when you need it, you're going to have that money available to you. Perfect. So once we got that kind of, you know, how to start um, checked off the box. Now you, you said you jumped right into something. I love it. Um, planning the emergency fund, you know, it, it, why is it not smart for someone to just, you know, Hey, I got my job. I want to just immediately start investing in the stock market without even taking into consideration an emergency fund. Yeah. Um, the problem with going right into employer sponsor plans is usually in a 401k. Um, let's say for example, you're a 35 year old, when you start putting money into that, um, you can't take it out without a penalty, barring extraordinary circumstances, until 59 and a half. So we like the emergency fund because it's usually in a checking or savings account to where it has full liquidity where you need to access it, you can have it um, within a short amount of time. So that's very important to us. We always say you don't want to rob Peter to pay Paul. Um, we definitely think it's important to save your 401k, but we like you guys to have an emergency fund available to where um, you're not losing sleep overnight to where you have to pay a bill next month. Yeah. And I think if COVID taught us anything, I think it's, it's just that, you know, no one's job is completely safe and secure, especially in a time like a pandemic and, and, um, having that emergency fund is crucial because again, life's uncertain. We don't know when that emergency is going to pop up. So if you don't have it, something saved or emergency fund set aside, what happens? Well, they typically either slap it on a credit card or heaven forbid, pull it from a retirement savings like Dan mentioned, um, then you get penalized uh, an extra 10% on top of ordinary income taxes, which is not a good thing. So um, again, Dan, the other side of that is what if someone just invested in a brokerage account, like you know, an after-tax savings account before having an um, emergency fund? What's the danger in that? Yeah, the danger is, is we're, we're obviously fans of stock market here. We do it every day. But um, the danger is, is if you throw $2,000, $3,000 in there, um, depending on how you're invested, that is going to go up, down, inside out. So it could definitely change month to month. And if you're relying on that money um, and you said, hey, I threw $10,000 in there, um, if there's a bad month in the market, it's definitely not going to be 10000 So we like to gauge on making sure your quote unquote safe emergency funds are not really fluctuating at all. So you could rely on those um, four things that come up out of the blue. Perfect. 
And so once we got that saved, you know, the emergency fund set aside again, that's not the, the fun part of our business either. Yep. Believe me, you know, watching your money sit and, and collect dust in a savings account and it's not really earning any interest isn't the ideal situation, but it serves its purpose. So mm-hmm. once we have that built, Dan, emergency fund built, where do we go next? You know, do we do you tend to advise people to, to focus in on what the employer is offering? Do we go outside what the employer is offering? Is it a combination of both? Kind of walk me through that process and how you determine that. Yeah. So the cool thing about our jobs is when we walk in and we see clients, almost every client that comes in is going to be a little bit different. So the first thing we really look at is the employer plans offered through their specific employer, just due to the fact that um, a lot of them in the private wise, when you have a 401k, offer a match. So we really like to tell our clients, hey, pretty much do anything you can to get that full match. Um, It's very easy money. Uh, More often than not, um, that's a little bit of a thank you from the company to working with them. Um, So we like to look at that first and foremost. And it's something too where the, the match isn't always easy, right? Or easy right. to understand. I've, I see them all the time where you get 50 cents on the dollar up to the first, you know, 8%. And you kind of like, what, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So asking for help during that is, is okay. You know, that's what people like ourselves are, are here for um, to, to help guide you during that, that time frame. So, um, so once again, we keep, let's keep building on this thing. So we're, we're walking them through step by step in terms of, you know, how do we build out this plan? How do we save for the emergency fund? And then, um, you know, saving within and outside the employer, what, what's next, Dan, where, where do you kind of go from there and kind of, can you round that thing off then and say, uh, we got a plan built? Yep. So if you've done a great job with the employer money um, and kind of the employer plans available to you, um, we look at anywhere from the outside, meaning traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, brokerage accounts. If you have kids already, we're looking at 529 plans, um, college saving plans, whatever to make it um, anywhere type of your goal. Um, we have the ability to kind of help with. Um, we look at anything on the end of the spectrum from life insurance to outside savings goals that might be available through us that you might not be able to get through the employer. So we like to really sit down and hone in on that. Awesome. So is it feasible for someone that's just kind of starting out to put an end goal in mind to say, okay, I got, I'm starting from scratch. I haven't saved anything at the end of the year. I want to have X, you know, or 10,000 or is it fair to that person to set a, a hard number financial goal or is it just a, is there a better metric for them to make sure that they're feeling accomplished and feeling good about themselves? Yeah. So again, it's person to person, but what we really like to see is, is start to build um, those building blocks for you for saving. So um, if somebody wants to do that, that's great. But starting off with do a comfortable an- amount that you know is going to be okay in your budget um, and then you'll be good. Because we see um, throughout all of our clients is, is if you're starting with an amount you know um, that's going to be comfortable, a lot of times we see that those are the people that actually increase and increase and increase in savings because they get used to it. They said, hey, this is a comfortable amount. I'm used to it. It doesn't feel like I'm robbing myself to save. I feel good about it. And they come back in a year and say, hey, I actually increased two or three times throughout the year and look what I saved, which is an awesome thing. Instead of somebody kind of like the fad diets in the start of the year where they start off and they go really, really um, crazy to where they're doing incredible stuff to try to diet. And we look at that from a saving standpoint. If somebody says, hey, I'm going to save every single dollar for my first four or five paychecks and not live off anything. Well, that's going to be a problem when it's come February or March. So we like to see little goals and you hit those little goals because those will add up and make you very, very happy by the time the end of the year comes. 
So is it safe to say that, you know, a better benchmark isn't necessarily a dollar amount or a, a percent return in the market? Because again, th little things you can't control as in things come up in the middle of the year and, and the stock market goes up and down. But is it is it better to say forming the habits of saving and, and doing those things that might be a little bit hard or uncomfortable at first, but you, you create that habit and try not to break that habit? Yeah, habits are very important. We look at habits like every every other spectrum of life is, is once once you start creating good habits, um, they just build on each other. And we've seen that with um, anywhere from a younger clients where they're in their 20s or even older clients who have saved for a while um, that just need to tweak their habits a little bit. So um, habits are kind of the fundamentals of everything from a saving standpoint for us. And it's, it's super exciting when people start um, developing good habits and um, we take pride in kind of being a part um, of helping them start and create those habits. So. Awesome. And last question then. So, so why now? Why 2022? You know, you got to give, give everyone a, a reason why, Dan. Man, <laughs> it's a great question. Um, that was uns why, unscripted. So we always on the we, spot. Yeah, we always joke, why not? I mean, yeah. if you haven't started now, it's, there's no better time to start it, especially with savings. I don't care who you are. The longer time you have with money and the more time you invest it, the better for you. Um, you can look at anything from compounding interest, the longer the better. So if you start now, instead of five years from now, um, it'll only help you and um, give you more money at the end. So that's why we always say, hey, it's a great time to start. Very good. So in wrapping things up, um, we always tie this back to our unlock process. And you know, to me, this kind of falls in line with the, the first step in our process, You know, just like you building out your financial plan for the first time. Um, and that's really understanding what you want or what you need. And, and again, what you want and what you need could be two different things. And that's mm -hmm. why a, an advisor like Dan, myself, Colleen, and any of the advisors in our office are good guides to help you um, along that process. So again, if you are, are someone out there that are, are, is looking for help or looking to start a plan and, and would like to take advantage of sitting down with one of the advisors here in our staff, you, you can feel free to reach out to us at 330-473-1060. Or you can go to our website at www.bashrock-fg.com. And you can schedule a, a 30 minute hour complimentary consultation on, online right through our website. So Dan, uh, thanks for the time today. We're going to have you back on again in the future, but hopefully uh, everyone was able to get some good in information uh, out of today's podcast. So again, thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.